everyone out there in the CBC universe, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. Mr. Feige, I, I, I don't feel so good. I'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. <laughs> and I'm Chris, the uncontested creator, Cassidus. Comic stuff. Because <laughs> Soundy is rip right now. D.E.D. for Soundy. Just uh, like Tom Holland. Jesus. Already. 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 True believers, settle in, please. If you haven't, if you're not in a seated position already, <laughs> please get so. It's going to be a wild one. God, the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions that are just swirling around inside my human form right now. <laughs> just fever pitch, fever think, pitch. Think right about now, it, think, think about it. Like Adam smashed together and formed the universe, and space and time were laid out just so that you could coalesce somehow against astronomical odds. In this time, in the year of our Lord, 2019, right. just to have Spider-Man ripped away just from ripped MCU. away! God, just... Why? <laughs> you know, I feel... I literally... I've never... I've always thought the, the office, the Michael Scott, no God, no why, when he sees Toby yep. uh, as the RH, uh, HR representative again... I've always thought that that was a really comical moment in the show, and the gif is really funny. That's great. I've never felt more relatable to that image in my entire life. I, uh, it's like I, I, this. You might think this is hyperbole, like that I'm exaggerating for effect or for the show. No, I cannot remember the last time I felt so angry and so like distraught and disappointed in equal amounts. Just clashing against each other inside of me. This is so not ideal. Um, I mean, to quote one wrestling fan from years ago, it's still real to me, damn it. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into that. So, of course, for the listeners out there, if you somehow don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the news that supposedly negotiations between Sony and Marvel Studios broke down. And, and that Spider-Man and all of the Spider-Man-related properties are just going to stay with Sony and not intermingle with Marvel and MCU uh, moving forward. So no, no Spider-Man in the MCU, no MCU in the Spider-Man films. Ooh. So both ways, it sucks. It just sucks <laughs> both ways. I mean, it was so deep in there already. Jesus. Um, so we're going to talk about that. That's going to be the... Taking the... in those web sacks. Jesus, dude. The sax? Really? I mean... <laughs> you know, you know. so J. Michael Straczynski, uh, who's a, a Mar used to be a Marvel writer, wrote Amazing Spider-Man for a really, really long time. Uh-huh. Uh, also did Babylon 5. I think he created Babylon 5. He's, like, the only person I've ever known as, as a, as a Spider-Man writer to, like... He he referenced the sax a couple of times. <laughs> that's just a bold move, man. I mean, that's bold. It, no one liked it. No one. It let, well, as soon as he was gone, you know, they were never mentioned again. But I mean, understandably enough, right? I mean, sometimes just having too much power and control is is poisonous, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but he shot. You know, he shot his shot. I guess. Um, we're gonna talk about this. This is where we're gonna. We're definitely gonna. The, probably maybe the majority of the pod is gonna be this. The other thing we're gonna cover is we talked about last episode. We both finished the boys series on Amazon. And we're going to do a spoiler uh, react where we think it's going to go and so on. Just things we really liked, things we thought maybe could have been improved and so on. 
But yeah, let's talk about this Sony thing. Um, Jump I've into got, it, man. I've got a, I've got a thing, and I, I'm gonna. I will say, I'm gonna say this. Literally, as I was, we were prepping for this episode. I, I got, I just got an update that mm-hmm. gives me a glimmer of hope. There may mm-hmm. be some hope at the end of that spider thwipping line. <laughs> but before we, I'm gonna bury that lead. Before we get to that, I'm just going to go with the news that we have. That is if it, yeah, if it, if it bleeds, it leads, man. Let's go. No, no, no. So, uh, the, of course, Marvel Studios will not produce any further Spider-Man films, apparently due to a stand-up between Disney and Sony. This is all according to Deadline. The decision stems from an inability by Disney and Sony Pictures to reach new terms that would have given the former uh, co-financing state going forward. As for the two currently planned Spider-Man films, both Homecoming Far From Home, director John Watts, as well as Tom Holland, expected to return for future installments, but Marvel's involvement is essentially nixed and zeroed out. Yeah. Uh, so no Feige, no MCU. Um, so as that news broke, people wondered what you know where who was asking for what and why did it break down. Now, now, the other thing is that Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal, uh, who's a head over at Sony, they have a really good relationship. And she was a lot, uh, she was the primary Sony exec on Sony's side when they did um, Spider Man into the, into the, into the Spider Verse. She was the main Sony exec on that. So clearly she loves the character, or at least knows well enough to, to try to make it. A good thing uh, because it's going to bring in a ton of money, right? But her and Feige have a good relationship. They've had a good working relationship, friendship outside of the industry, I believe, mm. for over a decade. That always gave me a lot of, um, what's the word? Like, it gave me a lot of uh, encouragement when they signed this original like sharing of the character agreement that they did, which is really weird. It's like a weird thing that this even exists. Um, you know, thank I guess, you, thank you, yeah. thank you, North Korea and Kim Jong Un. Right. Oh, because the leak, because of the the interview, right? The Sony, yeah. uh, the movie, the interview, and then the leak with all of that. Forcing um, them to in this corner that they have. Right. To play ball with MC. Right, and I kind of, I kind of almost feel like we we might be saved by that sort of scenario again. <laughs> um, and I'll explain more in just a minute. But let me continue with the with this press release here. Yeah, it yeah. says it seems Disney asked for all future Spider-Man projects to be a an exact fifty fifty co financing agreement between Marvel and Sony. They mm-hmm. wanted a fifty fifty split, which honestly, some people I think originally thought that Disney was being greedy here. Uh, no, I think that's completely fair uh, because. I mean, whether it's whether it's good or bad in terms of the industry, Disney now owns virtually all of their properties back on the Marvel side. Mm-hmm. So, like, unless you want Spider-Man out on an island completely by himself, <laughs> like, if you want him to interact with, vir- like, literally virtually any other Marvel character, then you you got to put him in the MCU. And in Spider-Man, and this isn't just me fanboying, Spider-Man is the most popular comic book character in the world. In terms of merchandising, uh, like the toys and, and related products, I'm not even talking about the movie stuff, just outside of the movie stuff. Mm. He outgrosses Batman, Superman, the Justice League, and the Avengers and X-Men put together. 
So, you know, Disney's still going to get money from Spider-Man <laughs> either way, even if it's not from the from the movie side and the movie merch. But I feel like this is 50-50's fine. They they I mean, yeah, I, I think so as well, just because uh if you remember, like, the beginning of the dot-com era, there was a bunch of, like, uh, squatters for the yeah. web addresses. Yes, yes, It sort of feels like that's what Sony was doing for a long time with uh, with Spider-Man license. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they're just biding their time and, like, yes, good, good MCU. Grow more powerful, more hungry. <laughs> right, right. Swallow more. Take more of the, of, the, of the audience eyeballs with you. But here's the thing. You know, Spider-Man, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man came out in 2002, and, and especially those first two films were great. They... They really did a good job with the Spider-Man property. But literally from Spider-Man 3 all the way up until Spider-Man appearing in Civil War, it's a it's spotty at best. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's well over a decade of, ugh, like, eh, like, <laughs> meh. It's like a decade of meh. So, you know, now granted, I wonder, in, like, what do you think about this? I'm going to posit something to you. Yeah. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse did so well you know actually financially it did it did okay it it, you know for an animated film it did pretty well but it won an academy award it was universally loved by critics and fans and it just everyone attached to it uh reaped the benefits do you think that sony because of the success of that film they thought oh you know what we can do this on our own yeah um and that was kind of my fear as soon as I, like uh, we finished watching Into the Spider-Verse just because it's like it was so good. It, it, it's so like uh, unequivocally good. Like you really can't say too much negative about it. I mean, you right. can nickpick anything, sure. Near perfect film. The, yeah, the, the, the enjoyment you got from watching it was amazing. Like if they could just recreate that on like a every three years basis, then, you know, they could bank for foreseeable future. Um, you kind of have to think that like they... And we, I, I'm, I'm sure we don't know all the particulars of the of the negotiations, but like that going on to like the Disney streaming thing, and Sony not getting any cut of that, that might kind of uh, irk them the wrong way. Um, it, it, yeah, if they're gonna give Lord and Miller like carte blanche to do whatever they want, then um, you have to figure that the success of Spider Verse really contributed to maybe them getting their, uh, you know, the, the puffing their chest out a little bit. It puts us in a tough spot because then you have to kind of think, what's the trade-off? Would you rather have Spider-Verse not exist and then Sony doesn't puff their chest? But, like, you know, the Disney MCU Spidey agreement continues without any issues. Mm. But then you lose Spider-Verse. Like, it's, Mm. oh, my God, that's tough. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Let me continue here. Sony uh, proposed leaving. Okay, so Sony Sony was the one that declined on that 50-50 split. They're like, nah, bro. Right. Uh, instead, Sony proposed leaving the current deal untouched, meaning Marvel would continue to receive approximately five percent of first dollar gross while maintaining merchandising rights, which Disney refused. So, that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, you literally. So, if their current deal is five percent. Of first dollar gross, which means uh, first dollar gross is all first run uh, movie sales. So once it hits the dollar right. theater, that doesn't count. Right. Um, versus 50%. <laughs> that's, that's a big difference. Now, granted, uh, it says here that, that they would maintain the merchandising rights. 
So related to all of the films, Marvel would get 100% of that cut. But here's the thing. Again, Spidey merch outside of the films is like running roughshod all over the other characters anyway. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how much of a how much of a carrot that really is for Disney to maintain the movie merchandising rights. If anything, I bet you it doesn't say here, but I bet you when when Disney said, "Well, we want a 50-50 split, but Sony, you can have the merchandising rights." Money, right. you know, you can maintain the merchandising rights money uh, for the films and stuff. I, I'm sure, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Disney put that on the table. Um, so, the other thing is, uh, apparently, Spider-Man: Far From Home has cemented itself as Sony's Sony's highest-grossing film of all time. <laughs> like what? What? <laughs> Like it hit a bill, we all know that because we talked about this on a previous episode where where that was the thing. Like you know, Sony said, "Well, if they don't, it's in the contract, it's in the agreement. If 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 any Spider-Man film co-produced by Marvel didn't hit a billion, Sony had the right to immediately revoke the, the agreement and make it null and void immediately." Wow, that was the, that's in the thing. Wow. So, so but but it made a billion dollars which is also kind of ridiculous cuz that's a lot of money like i know it's spider-man and like comic book movies are the biggest thing in the world right now but a bill is still hard to shake man like that's <laughs> you don't just get that every time you hit the little question box in you know mario you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's it's just interesting um you know it's it just seems like of course i mean really at the end of the day it's just greed you know, is it great on on Disney's side? Is it great on on Sony's side? The answer is probably yes to both. Yeah. Um. So, okay. The, the the release goes on to say Sony is reportedly optimistic about the future of the Spider-Man franchise, even without the helping hand of Marvel, as the oh, studio wow. believes it's already set a <laughs> solid foundation to build off with Homecoming and Far From Home to establish its own universe. Oh my God. <sighs> This like, is like this, to put it in Game of Thrones like terms. This is fucking Walder Frey, right? Yeah, this is so myopic because literally, look, look. We we talked about these films. We did both the reviews of these in, in depth. But here's the thing: uh, they both heavily feature MCU mm-hmm. characters, storylines, narrative, property. I mean. If you took out every MCU thing from those first two films, would you have 40 minutes of footage <laughs> between both of them put together? Yeah. Man, that's a tough sell, especially with Far From Home, because the scrolls kind of ended up playing a big part. Yeah. Um, Nick Fury, oh, quote-unquote Nick Fury. Uh, yeah, man, that, that's, that's, a, that's a tough road to hoe. It's just... <laughs> if you if you look at like the Marvel Marvel Spider-Man movies and then you look at you look at Venom like they're not even even on the same playing field. It, it's no. it's I mean it, Venom was all right. It wasn't horrible yeah. horrible. It was, it was okay, but that's not the Marvel standard at this point. No. And that's they, not the Spider-Man standard. Yeah. You know. I mean this guy Look, I'm not. I'm not. I know I'm a fanboy, okay, and I know I'm. I'm not even that objective about it. That's fine, but it's Spider-Man. Like, 
people know who that character is. He's as recognizable as Superman and Batman. Mm. That those characters and look what happened when Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. <laughs> you need to put things out there featuring those characters that are worthy of those characters. Mm. You know, um, there's a, there's a pedigree and a standard that you really need to shoot for. And uh, it, it, I'm just saying, like, if the next Spider-Man Tom Holland film comes out and it's on the level of Venom, like, do you know what people are going to do? They're, <laughs> they're going to write as it is. OK, a couple of other things uh, before I get to this, like, slight possible light at the end of the tunnel scenario. Um, Don't do the, that. <laughs> Don't give me hope. <laughs> the, uh, the other thing that happened today was on the on the heels of this news. Sony's stock price went down by six points. Oh, man. Bum, 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 bum. They literally lost uh, several hundred millions of dollars in one day. Idiot. So, like, just, you know, as a person who, who used to, you know, going a little bit behind the curtain here, I used to to be in that industry for a little while. But in numbers? <laughs> look, in the, look in the books, numbers, the market. I, well, I didn't, I wasn't like on the floor waving the little, yeah, little piece of paper. Playing the ponies, playing the like, ponies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's um, the line today? Jesus. But that's that's bad. Sony can't handle a bunch of days like that. Uh, now, granted, it's always going to be the first day that that's where there's going to be the most reaction, and I'm sure it will bounce back on some level. But right now, like the pulse of the market, the pulse of the fans, everyone is pissed at Sony right now. <laughs> like whether they meant to or not, they've they're positioned as the fuck ups here, mm -hmm. and they need to recover. So I, I kind of feel like they're getting the squeeze a bit. And, you know, even though this is today's news, who knows what happens tomorrow, right? Maybe they can't always meet again. <clears throat> they can't always renegotiate. And on that note, I'm going to I'm going to this is the up, literally the update I got like like maybe 10 minutes before we got on air. Yeah. Variety. Now, Variety, pretty um, substantial source. Variety reports that a deal could still be reached between Disney and Sony. Furthermore, a Sony rep was quoted as saying that the dispute is allegedly over a producer credit and that negotiations are ongoing. Uh. So what that sounds to me is like a lot of bullshit. <laughs> They're trying to cover their ass because they realized, oh, we <laughs> fucked up. We've done bad. Yeah, this is spin, right? This has to be just spin. Definitely spin. Definitely spin. It's like, spin. no, no, we were about to make a deal, and then Kevin Feige wanted to be the only producer. So, like, I, I'm pretty sure this wouldn't have gotten out if negotiations were still ongoing. Like, something had to have happened where both parties were like, nah, man, and then that's when it got out. Because it, 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 if negotiations were literally still ongoing in good faith, then we wouldn't have heard of it, heard of this. We we wouldn't hear of whatever happens until they come to an agreement or they don't. Yeah, this is borderline like trying to negotiate. Oh, can you cover my SAG fees? Uh, like produ producer credit. Fuck out of here. What is this? I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. At that point, 
Like, um, Disney must have been like Bane. Like, you think this gives you power over me? Right. <laughs> What's going on? The, the, blowing this up, uh, having that story go out is not just because of producer credit. No, not, not definitely not. Definitely not. I would, I would literally bet my entire Amazing Spider-Man collection on it. <laughs> so that that's that's how confident I am, and not only that, but they're doing an old they're doing an old politician trick. Negotiations are ongoing. They're putting that out there to 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 really try to restart negotiations. Right. You know, that way, whoever's on Sony's side can get a hold of you know Kevin Feige or whoever at Marvel and be like, "Well, we thought negotiations were still ongoing. I mean, that's what we're reporting. Like, let's just like." Let's just have a conversation. You know, mm-hmm. even though they're the ones that leaked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I. Okay, let's play a little darkest timeline here, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my favorite pastime. <laughs> I, AKA my life in the year 2019. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. It's it's actually doing it's doing fine. Um, but let's let's just say this this is how it ends. This is where the 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 agreement stops. That Spider-Man does not go to is not be able to use in the MCU. MCU is not be able to be uh, utilized in the Spider-Man films. Somewhere, Hurt is playing in the distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and then followed by like a sandwich of of Death Cab for Cutie songs. Oh, oh, they're just <laughs> somebody but, please have the Narcam on on hand. Just the sad ones though, which is most of them. But you know, um, let's play a little game called. What we think is going to happen if this is true, and what we what we wish would happen. Okay. Okay. It's a wish, a wish and think, thought experiment. So, Chris. Yeah. Knowing the way Sony operates, what do you think happens to Spider-Man if they can no longer use any of the Marvel Studios MCU properties? Oh my and god. Not, are, and the films are not being produced by anyone from the Marvel side. What what do you like realistically think happens? What I realistically think happens is that they, uh, out of spite, they they trudge on and make another Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland, uh, dis- disassociated from the MCU, which is a rough look, and they try to they they try to pull the old uh, they'll switch from Maru. Gwen Stacy's now in this. Um, they're just gonna start fresh. Uh, it's Tom Holland, so that's the major draw, and uh, they're probably it's probably going to be pretty mediocre. It's probably going to be a, a writing room situation going on, mm-hmm. um, it, no less than six. That's not good. And <laughs> not for a movie. This yeah. for a TV show would be different, but and the kicker: executive producers Ben Hoffman Weiss. Oh, why? Why? Dear God, they're the hottest name in Hollywood, man. Holy shit! All I wasn't ready pressed. for that. God, what a dark, sinister turn that just took. <laughs> Gee, oh my god! What? You ready, you ready for what I wish would happen? What do you What do you wish would happen? All right, all right, all right. So, you just put out a pretty good foundation for why Spider-Man is one of the most iconic and recognizable characters on this planet. No argument here. Totally agree. Sony, having kind of like had their, uh, you know, had a had a a fight with um, MCU breaks. You know what? We don't need you guys. There's more people that are. There's other characters that are more iconic than the Avengers. So they partner with 
Sanrio. We get a Spider-Man Hello Kitty crossover that dominates the Asian market. It goes on to cement Sony as a world leader in entertainment. That it is. Wait, and so this is <laughs> this is a launch title for PS5. Okay, okay. I almost feel like I would call this the Resident Evil scenario, <laughs> where Sony becomes the Umbrella Corporation. Because I feel like that's how you get the Umbrella Corporation. Um, I, you know what? I mean, I feel I feel like you're being a little tongue in cheek, but. On an animated side of things, mm-hmm. I could really see that working, honestly. They could do something like that. <laughs> and with the right people, I think, live-action-wise, though... Right? And, and we, CGI incorporation to live-action is not a tricky thing these days. That's it's true. just like, I mean, if you're going oh. to try to shoot your shot, shoot it as big as you can. I mean, I guess go weird, sure, because... Trying to be cool and edgy, a la Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, certainly didn't work. What if they do like a? Man, I shouldn't be putting this out in the universe. I don't want to help them. I do not want to help them. I want to make that very clear. But what if they do? What if they take a page from the the Detective Pikachu movie? Hmm. And you use the Sanrio characters hmm. kind of in that. Yes, I'm bored, baby. Amy Pascal, I mean, where you at? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, money's I'm, money, baby. I do not want to help them, but there it is. Right? <laughs> like, there it is. Um, <laughs> you can just write it off as like, oh, yeah, it's more Mysterio shit going on. But no, they're actually real this time. Yeah. Okay, here's, here's what I think is realistically what would happen. I think we see, and actually I was talking, um, golly, I'm really sorry. Now I'm forgetting who I was talking to. One of my friends, one of my comic friends. uh, Was it Marcus? Maybe Marcus, cartoonist Marcus Marcus Aurelius, yes. From what, Gladiator? Is that? I will have my revenge this life or the next. Wow. Um... Uh, so in the Spider-Man comic, a really notorious um, storyline, the one that actually made J. Michael Straczynski quit Spider-Man, he quit because of this, was One More Day. The One More Day storyline in the comic where Spider-Man, or no, Mary Jane makes a deal with the devil, Mephisto, to erase like 40 five years of spider-man continuity <laughs> to save aunt may and and dissolves their marriage and it never happened and all this other bullshit so much bullshit um realistically i think if if sony gets backed into a corner which they immediately will do that's what they're going to do they're going to play that card they're going to be like you know what we're going to have spidey we're going to have Tom Holland, Peter Parker, somehow go to an alternate universe, or maybe a Mephisto. They can't use Mephisto, but, like, I don't know who they would use. Madam Web, I guess, is a character that they could change from the comic to fit their thing. And they were going to literally reboot, soft reboot the franchise, but keeping Tom Holland, Peter Parker. I really think that's what they would do, because there's too much history with that character being inter intertwined with with all the MCU characters. Mm-hmm. Um that's what I think is going to happen. And if that does happen, it's going to go very 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 horribly. Um not looking forward to that at all. What I wish would happen 
is they leaned on the guys who helped make Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse so, so amazing, Lloyd and Miller, Mm -hmm. and just said, you know what? We don't fucking know what to do. We uh, really fucked this up. Can you fix it, please? And and just have them do whatever they want. I don't know what ideas they have, but just, you know what? Here's the problem, though. You kind of brought it up earlier. Uh Uh-huh. I don't have. I literally have zero confidence in Sony to be able to produce an animated Spider Verse with Miles Morales at the center of it, and it continue to be good, and also do a live action Spider Man Peter Parker with Tom Holland. It also yeah. be good. I have literally zero, like negative a hundred confidence <laughs> that they can do that. So I think what's going to happen is. One or the other is going to be good. One's going to be good. One's going to be bad. Man, that's yeah, that's a nightmare scenario. <laughs> like you have it's, both at the same time, but only one is good. Uh, uh, it's it's kind of like um, I don't want to bring it up to troll you, but we haven't talked about the clone hypothesis. Clone saga, right? The clone, clone saga. saga. They definitely, yeah, they could definitely go that way with it. Yeah. Oh god! Shit! What if Marvel did it? What if like okay? Uh, just so, <laughs> no, 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 still what Tom if, Holland. That's the thing. What, well, no, no. What, okay, so I, I, don't know. I don't think he made it, but he might have. So I'll give him credit. But he's definitely the one who posted it on our on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. Uh, uh, one of our listeners, TJ Reese, posted a meme that like made me smile and gave me the 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 the, the faintest glimmer of hope. <laughs> And it was, it was uh, like a little caption that said, "Sony's like, nope, you can't use Spider-Man anymore. Just get over it." And then it was Marvel saying, uh, "Okay." And then it said, "Tom Holland in Night Monkey." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, yes, because a all the Night Monkey all the time, you would not be mad. Absolutely, Night Monkey." <laughs> uh, also, greatest troll job in, in cinematic history of all time. So, I, I'm sure they can't do that. There's, it's probably because like he was introduced in a Spider-Man film. Mm. Uh, Sony probably still has the rights or whatever. But if he doesn't, <laughs> run with it, Kevin. <laughs> Just fucking run with it, because I would wholeheartedly support a Night Monkey film. Just fuck it. Just have him chilling with Vision or whoever, whatever. Any of the characters. Just Night Monkey. Are, are we headed toward like a uh, do you play 2K19 or do you play Live 19 scenario? Right, where you have Spider Man and the Night Monkey, but Night yeah. Monkey's actually better, and you're like, wait, <laughs> wait. I thought I was a Spider Man fan, but I guess I'm a Night Monkey fan now. <laughs> to be fair, I've always also been a Night Monkey fan <laughs> from the second I saw him appear on screen. Um,. Yeah, man, it's it's tough. I really think... I think ultimately Sony gets backed into a corner. They panic and they they come to an agreement. I yeah. really think that's what's going to happen. Like, what, Sony, why do you hate money? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, this is kind of a non-sequitur, uh, as most of my kind of... Uh, <laughs> whenever I speak are. Um, but where's King Baldwin the fourth when you need him? <laughs> Like I love it whenever a press a press release comes out like they, they they haven't reached terms like oh come on you you need to have Edward Norton negotiating with you. 
Um, a mask, preferably. And leprosy. Wait, where he had leprosy? In the Kingdom of Heaven, yeah. Okay. I don't rem- I didn't remember the leprosy bit. I mean it's why nobody cared who he was before he put on the mask. Wow. <laughs> you you're referring to Night Monkey, right? <laughs> yeah, Night Monkey. Ah, Night Monkey. Um then you could do like again, we talked about this before, you could just do like a remember we 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 talked about like being like a little Marvel one shot, but fuck it, just make a whole movie. Night monkey. What's <laughs> what's he doing in Europe? What's he doing in other countries? You won't. Just you won't, Feige? No balls. Uh I mean I really hope Sony comes to their senses on this. Yeah, it's a it's a really weird play, man. Uh, it's <laughs> so is... weird. Marvel just help you make your highest grossing film in your entire studio's history. Do you think it's an ego thing? Like, like they know, like, mm-hmm. well, fuck, our highest grossing film really was because it was helped by Marvel, and, like, they're, like, upset about it? Yeah, the next one down is Skyfall, and then Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, which is surprising. That movie's actually really good. I, you know, I... I was just really surprised about how entertaining that movie is. It's really funny. <laughs> and I'm glad they're making a sequel, honestly. I'm, I'm not even ashamed of it. I will say they did a great job with that. Wow. I was very surprised. I'll have to Netflix it. it. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. It's, it, it's legitimately funny. It's an ego thing. It's also maybe like um, a market thing. Like, I, I mentioned the streaming stuff earlier, and uh, yeah. saying Netflix again just kind of brought it to mind. It's like Netflix had that one day uh, at the end of the second quarter, right, where they lost, like, a Facebook worth of money. Like, yeah. they lost in the multiple of millions, and they didn't blink, really. I mean, they're, they're going to be fine. The Q, Q3 is going to bounce up because of Stranger Things. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the, Sony's in a... They're short-stacking it, to put it in poker terms. They're short-stacking yeah. it hard. And they're just trying to... I don't know if this is a crazy move where they're kind of, like, uh, calling all in without seeing the flop, but uh, this is fucking out... This is fucking bananas, man. Well, you know, Alex, uh, our friend Alex posted, I think this is on my personal page where I was freaking out about this <laughs> news, but he posted something like, oh, Marvel's, you know, Disney and Marvel are going to be fine, and, you know, da, da, you know, and I was like, what the, I don't give a shit about them, yeah, they're going to be fine, of course they're going to be fine, I'm fucking worried about Spider-Man, that's what I'm worried about, I'm worried about Spider-Man, yeah, but Disney's going to, of course Disney's going to be fine. <laughs> They won't. They won't miss him, which is weird. But they literally have so much shit going on that yeah. they could they could not have him for ten years, and then when they ultimately buy Sony and then bring <laughs> him back in ten years, it would be fine. They wouldn't even. It wouldn't affect them really. Now, granted, I think they can do a lot more and and do better things with Spider-Man in the fold and being able to utilize that character, mm-hmm. of course. But they can definitely get along without him. Mm. Um, that's a testament to how much they've they've uh, you know put into the characters that they they had previously. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was about to say, Devil's Advocate. Is this a good thing for MCU? Because like, there's a little bit of disconnect maybe with uh, Far From Home. I thought in the beginning with uh, maybe just like Peter being unduly put pressure on. Like, yes, he he's the next Tony Stark, he's the next Tony Stark. And so when he in the story says, fuck it, uh, somebody else be Tony Stark. Uh, is that too much pressure for one character to hold the hold the weight of the MCU on its back? I, I agree 
that I agree with that as a take. But here's the thing: Peter Parker, the character, that's him up and down. Right. That that is like fits him perfectly. It it is a lot. It is too much. But that's kind of the point. That's who he is. So. You, you know that's and that's the that's the that's the line they got to walk. They got to make us feel like Peter is overburdened and so much is on him. But in reality, yeah, there's Thor, there's the Guardians, there's we know there's other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 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 getting the audience to buy in on that level. Jeez, uh, I don't I don't know how to segue out of this. I just <laughs> I'm like drained. I. Think about it. Think about it. It's amazing. Spider-Man's fighting like uh, it, it, there's a bank robbery. Something's gone wrong. Uh, Spider-Man's kind of trying to fight the enemy in front of him. It's like Crocodile or whatever. Uh, Killer Croc. Who, who the fuck knows? Uh, but all of a sudden, like uh, somebody like pushes Spider-Man down, makes him stand aside, and it's Hello Kitty. <laughs> God damn it. Now, uh, what, in, like, in this scenario... Finally, she telepathically communicates with him because she's some sort of alien who doesn't use her mouth. I got this. I got this. got this. Wow. I mean, honestly, again, if they detected Pikachu, it I really could. I can visualize it pretty easily. Does um, in this scenario of your Sanrio, do you bring uh, Retsko? Yes. And the yes. Okay. Oh my God, yes. I don't know how you would do it, but if you could, if you could develop like a like a a B line, like a love plot, like a romantic plot for. Spider-Man and Retzko. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Like, her being neurotic about Peter, like, not, like, leaving all the time randomly. Like, that writes itself, right? Like that's... She's to him, but she's also really afraid of spiders. Yeah. Oh, it's it's right there. Again, we're just giving people money at this point. <laughs> Don't do it, Amy. Just... You won't? Guys, just please come together. I cannot believe we're at, we're in this. I can because the world is a is a dumpster fire, and of course this is the news that we get. But uh, but like I just want it to be better. Can know, it be man. better, please? My world's on fire. How about yours? That's the way I like it. I never get bored. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> There's your segue. I guess yeah. Uh. The boys, it's on fire. (laughs) It's on fire. Um, I I lost the I lost the statistic, but I remember seeing a thing where Amazon said that the boys was the most watched um, original content thing that they've produced today. All right. So you know, for those who have said that superhero fatigue is setting in, nope. No, you just got to be clever. You just you can't just keep doing the same shit over and over. Just do something different. And the boys does something very, very, very different. Um, so what is it? Eight episodes, right? Uh, first season, about an hour each. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so really, almost like four movies. If you think about it, if you think about it that way. Uh, this is going to be spoiler heavy. We're not going to try to not spoil it because it's been out for a while. So you guys. Should have had plenty of time to see it. Um, I don't want to go through like the whole storyline necessarily. Let's just let's just what stuck out to you. Like let's talk about that. What what is the thing after seeing the entire series that you really took away from this? Now uh, you hadn't read the comic yet, right? Right. 
So that's great because I think we're going to come at it from two different perspectives. So okay, um, get a wobbly H situation going. Yeah. <laughs> what well, What did you take away from the boys? What's the thing that stuck with you? Why is it so grounded in realism? Uh, I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> no, it really it's just a, it, the feeling of like corporations taking total control of our lives. That, and and. Yeah, that, that was it. Was straight up horror. It was capitalistic horror, and that was amazing. I, I mean, I haven't seen it done that well in a while. Not only that, but don't you really feel like if people somehow did manage to have superpowers, this is exactly what would happen? Hell yeah! Like, like a thousand percent. Hell like, yeah. no doubt in your mind. The guy being a the, the invisible guy, invisible guy being a creeper is like is yeah, that's yeah. day one. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing: translucent, and we don't see this in the in the show. But they could easily, if they wanted to do, like, a prequel, like, thing with just his character, it would literally be him having this power for, oh, I don't know, four years before actually telling anyone <laughs> that he had this power. Uh, and just being super creepy and, and, um, and uh, you know, immoral about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we got, we got Carl Urban as Billy Butcher, Jack Quaid as Huey. Anthony Starr as Homelander, Aaron Moriarty as Annie, uh, or uh, Starlight. Starlight, Dominic, uh, Moynihan, McGellick, uh, Queen Maeve, uh, Jesse T. Usher as A Train. He was Queen Maeve. Alonzo as Mother Milk. Uh, Jesse T. Usher. Uh, wait, no, no, Dominic McElliot <laughs> was Queen Maeve. No, what, dude? Come on, man. I have so much trouble with these names, and you're just really. <laughs> Killing it for me here. Laz Alonzo is Mother's Milk. Chase Crawford is the Deep. Tomer Cap Capon as Frenchie. Uh, and then Karen Fukuhara as the female. Nathan Mitchell is Black Noir and Elizabeth Shue is Madeline Sitwell. Stillwell, sorry. Those are uh, those are the main players. Out of those characters, those actors, uh-huh. wh- which one stole the show? Black for you? Noir. <laughs> yeah. out. Everybody here, everybody in this room is fucking up, except you, Black Noir. You're great. He's uh, great. <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. Uh, young Michael Shannon, maybe. Um, <laughs> Jack Quaid. Michael Shannon. Yeah. Don't don't yeah. throw any shade Ma- on him. Ma- Michael him Shannon Junior. <laughs> give him his name. And then Aaron Moriarty's doing really good. And then uh, I love Aaron Moriarty as Starlight. He's great too. Uh, Frenchie, though, I think I don't know. I think. Frenchie, you, you, it's really kind of like a easy to slip into caricature when you're playing like that rogue type of character. Uh-huh. Um, he, I think he did it well. I think his like total emotional attachment to the female was great too. So I'm yeah, probably Frenchie. Okay, interesting choice. I I I, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, honestly, everybody that I just named was really great. In yeah, this, and that's that's uh, Nathan Mitchell is Black Noir especially, uh, but um. <laughs> They were all like really, really good. <laughs> what you, his name is Black Black? Yeah. Yeah. It's this name in the comic, too. So. Wow. Um, Translucent, by the way, which I actually I don't see him. Where is he? Where is he <laughs> yeah, he's thing? invisible. Just there he is. Alex, Alex Hassel. But I guess because he was only in three episodes. He's a little further down. Alex Hassel is Translucent. Translucent, uh, as a character, is not in the comic. Oh. Um, that's a character made for the show. Or just, just him. He was really good too. Did uh, um, oh, 
is that a major change? Did they off another character in the comic, or did they not even get that far yet? Um, the comic. There's other characters in the comic that haven't been been introduced in the show yet. Okay. If that okay, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, that sort of fill the purpose the translucent has filled in in the show. Gotcha. Um, I really liked Erin Moriarty as Starlight. I thought she was She's a great. great female lead. Um, so nuanced, uh, so well played. Her, her like uh, angst. Her like legitimate angst and disappointment in what she thought the world was versus what it is mm-hmm. is such a relatable feeling, and she plays it to a T. Uh, the deep, Chase Crawford is the deep. <laughs> I you know the deep's a dick, right? That's the point of the character, but just it's weird because you do feel sorry for him. I guess at time at times. A little. Uh, also, he also had the greatest comedic moment with the dolphin <laughs> flying out of the car. That was amazing. They were definitely going to fuck, weren't they? I mean, the dolphin wanted it. The dolphin definitely was consenting. <laughs> it was more like the deep was considering <laughs> to also consent, but he was probably going to happen. How many times do you think the deep has gone that way, though? I mean, like, Oof. you know, he hangs I out mean, with when fishes. he's drunk, I mean, you know, it wasn't. A, it's not a one-time thing. I, I, I guess he has like really strong kidneys. So could he get drunk? Like uh, he has those gills, right? And he must uh, be breathing seawater all the time. I mean, unless yeah, he's like a strictly a freshwater type of hero. No, he's, he was in the ocean, I think. So I don't know, man. I, of course, Carl Urban, really great as Billy Butcher. Uh, Carl Urban is just like a legit good actor, and uh, you know they they cast him really well here. Uh, the other character, the other actor, I think this is my pick for the person that stood out. Uh, it's real close because I think I think Starlight also, but Homelander. Ah, uh, yeah. Anthony Starr's Homelander. It's a wow. crunchy, crunchy villain role. Yeah, chewing a lot of scenery, doing a lot of sociopathic bullshit. <laughs> Just real creepy. It was a real Patrick Bateman from uh, American Psycho stuff going on there especially Uh, on the plane just some Hannibal Lecter stuff just really great and the fact that that's your Superman analog is like (laughs) wow it's it's really cool Um, so of course the boys is known for subverting a lot of what we think superheroes are or have been Um, what was the most surprising thing for you with this show not having read the source material uh, the religious tie-in. Uh, oh, okay. I thought I thought that's the part where it was going to take a turn for me. And you know how much I hated the fucking Sparrow and all that bullshit that happened in Game of Thrones. Just right. because it was like, I, th- get this fucking shit out of my fantasy stuff. Like, what's going on right now? Um, so I thought I was like, ah, oh, god damn it. This is going to, I'm going to get, it, I mean, it's, it, it plays well in the story. It's It fits the tone. It's just that it annoys me <laughs> to no end that the verisimilitude is so close on that. Um... It, it, it too real, man. I don't know. Maybe it's living the the deep south or the Bible Belt for so long that it just irks me to you know just insanely immediately uh, all that preachy Bible bullshit. So um, I'm throwing it wow. out there. But tell yeah. me how you really <laughs> tell me how you really feel, Chris. <laughs> uh... I mean, even that gets subverted, right? Because of course. Uh, but just like the the uh, 
the the fucking unmitigated goal to tie in like a corporation. Like, of course we're going to use this as our marketing tool, because right. <laughs> because of course they would. It, it it's great. I mean, narratively, it it fills a really weird kind of void that uh, I don't think many others have filled. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, season one's in the books. It's in the bank or whatever. I don't know. Cliches. Whatever. Uh, bank. In the bank. Season two. You haven't seen the source material. Right. What's your wish list for a season two of The Boys? Huh. Huh. See, I was going to go with, like, um, the full on... Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I'll tell you this. The way season one ends here with Homelander, the child, Butcher's wife, sit, uh, Stillwell, all of that... It's not how it happens in the comic. Oh, all right. Very different. Very, wow. very, very to the point where I'm like, oh, okay, wow, they can literally go anywhere from here because <laughs> I don't know where they're going. Yeah, it's really it's strange because like the the jig is up. Everybody knows what everybody's at now. Um, can the CIA kind of like survive under Homelander uh, if he's out to get them for real? Uh, how invested is he in becoming part of the military and hunting down the supervillains that he's created? Um, right. How do the boys even survive this encounter? Uh, I- I'm guessing Billy Butcher just completely goes rogue, and the core is just uh, Michael Shannon Jr., Frenchie, and M.M., and the female, for the most part. Um, and then they're trying to wrangle in Butcher back into the fold for the first half of the series. Or first My season. question is... In all great points, what? How the fuck does Butcher even get out of the situation that he's in? Uh, he's a resourceful man, uh, <laughs> but just like what is? Because yeah. like what? He's like a, he's in the most no-win scenario Real. possible for that character. Uh, it's it's crazy. I think they're gonna lean heavy on Homelander's kind of sociopathic tendencies as a character. Yeah. To, to, he's gonna kind of cat and mouse him a bit or um, like play with his food right, sort of situation right, right. Um, and then I think I think the other thing that they're gonna do another way they could go with it too is if maybe Homelander um, underestimates what he's created in the supervillains mm. and and like gets beat down you know yeah. or like or like gets put into like a critical situation where he's kind of taken out for a while I oh mean, they, they have to team up with the boys no, no, no. I'm not saying he teams up with oh. them. I'm just saying he just gets taken out, though. And then okay. the boys have to kind of clean up. Yeah. Because he's fucking MIA. Um, the uh, the drug, the the drug that the, the oh, A-Train the was taking. Yeah, the, is it called the V? Opponent V or something uh, like that? Yeah. Um, I think what they're going to do, and this is, um, again, how they do it in the comics is different, so it's not really spoiling anything. But what I what I think they're going to do is, is maybe just start having regular humans take it okay and then you could go a couple of different ways you could do it where the boys are the ones that have it and they take it to try to keep shit together mm. or or it becomes like a black market drug that other hum- regular humans start taking and then all hell breaks loose <laughs> because now you've got a bunch of people running around with with temporary superpowers for 12 hours and then maybe they die or something oh. and then just what is that fucking pot of mess like <laughs> you could do a lot of cool stuff that way mm-hmm. 
Um, it could definitely go a bunch of different ways. I'm really glad the show exists in the way that it does. For those that haven't read the comic, I, I highly recommend that y'all read it. It's oddly enough as violent as this show is. They toned it down from the comic. The comic <laughs> is more violent, more sexualized, more vulgar than this show is. Is there any dog welding going on? Jesus. You know, I I, uh, I wake up in, like, sweat, in, like, a night sweat, and I just I just hear, ooh, like, just, and I just, it chills me to my bones, to my very skeletal bones. God, why did you make me aware of that? Dude, how freaky is, talk about early Halloween surprise, how freaky is it that you got a skeleton in you right now, man? Oh, yeah. And a, I and know. a ghost. Ah. Uh, what? Come on! I don't need that yeah, right think now. Think about it like a brain with a floating pair of eyes. Right, the brain, the brain with the floating eyes always gets me, and it's driving <laughs> the the driving meat the around meat the skeleton. skeleton. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's no. Come on. <laughs> now your tongue doesn't feel right in your mouth, uh, does it? Geez. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Why you do this? Why does the back of, the back of your neck itch? Um. Mother's Milk, I'm really curious what they're going to do with that character in the comic. They delve more into why that's his name. And, uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting. Also kind of curious to see what happens with The Deep. Uh, oh, yeah. He's kind of ostracized in, where is he, in Cleveland or Something whatever? Like <laughs> he's in Ohio or somewhere. At least it's Good not show. Akron. Man, The King, though. Um. Yeah, really excited about the show. Also, um, now the comic does this too, but the show heavily leans on a lot of DC Comics analogs for their characters. It'll be interesting to see if they try to pursue more Marvel-centric characters oh. in Season 2. I think that would be really cool. The comic doesn't do it that much either, so it would be a departure for sure, but I think it's definitely something that they could they could give a shot at. Um, in the in the comic, the X Men are sort of parodied a bit. Huh. Oh, quick question about the comic. Yeah. Uh, does he laser that baby that uh, the Elizabeth Shue has? Because he looks like he's going to him three times in the series. Um, in the comic, I don't think uh, so. In the comic, still still well is a is a guy. And he doesn't have a baby. Does, no does he laser that baby <laughs> right out God of his damn. balls? Just... You just want it. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> just like like a Superman kryptonite condom scenario? <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah, man. I Honestly, I don't remember. Maybe There's probably something like that that happens with one of the characters. It's not Homelander, but I'm pretty sure there is something like that that happens hmm. at some point. Um, I have to check it out if it's toned down. It's a great series. Garth Ennis can write himself a really horrifying story. Um, a lot of people, a lot of, I, I've had a few listeners ask uh, what I thought happened at the end of The Boys with the with Stillwell's baby. I'm like, that baby's dead. Oh, yeah. Um, when, uh, when Butcher uh, tried to blow it up and then Homelander just blew it up anyway, that, the baby blew up. Yeah. So it's a blown up baby. So. Is that where we're gonna leave him, man? I mean, just 
That's where Listen, the, I mean. Babies blow up every, every day. This is America. What do you want? Oh, I can't find my keychain. But yeah, this is America. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, and that's that's kind of it. We're we're not we're not done yet, but that's that's pretty much this episode. We just again had. I mean, I did. I know, but Chris did too. We had a lot to get off our chest about this whole Sony scenario. We got the big wheel of the uh, big wheel winner of the week, and we have our we don't have our Jeremy Renner oh, music. Uh, how does it how does it even start? Uh, God. You give me love and if you give me fire. Whoa. <laughs> yes. Um, the big wheel winner of the week is, of course, Sony. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop it. Stop what you're doing. Stop it. Please stop. Get some help. Get s- yes. <laughs> Just what? Just make it work. Uh, hopefully by the time, you know, honestly, and it's fine because it'll ruin this episode. But I hope by the time this gets posted, which will probably be tomorrow. <laughs> this is super late. Uh-huh. I'm tired. Um, hopefully they'll come to an agreement. That's fine. I, I can trash the episode. The episode can be useless. As long as it means that a, a, a secure agreement has come into place. I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll fall on that sword, CBCers. Before, I, uh, before we sign off. Real quick, shouts, shout out to popcultureandcomics.com, our sponsor. Uh, they have a really cool segment on their website called the Pop Cover of the Week, and it's it's where they uh, look in depth at a particular comic cover and, and break it down as to what makes it awesome. And I believe this week's is The Goon, which is a fantastic series as well. So check it out over at popcultureandcomics.com. And with that, until next time, the fortress of Potitude is closed. We love you. 3,000. See you in a minute.